funny, Brad? 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 <laughs> oh my god! I stepped my toe! <laughs> Welcome to Audio Shelf. A place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. All right. All right. So nobody's getting murdered and nobody is stumping any toes anymore. (laughs) Nope, nope, nope. I overreacted. (laughs) People tell me that. I do that often. (laughs) So today's episode is Final Girls. A murder story. Yep. A story of murder. <laughs> story of murder. So I've already mentioned the title, which is Final Girls. The author is Riley Sager. The narrator is Aaron Bennett and Hilary Huber. And the publisher is Penguin Audio. The release date was July 11th, 2017. And the duration is 12 hours and 24 minutes. The genre is fiction, thriller, mystery, suspense, and blood. Blood. Ooh. So this summary is taken from Goodreads. Ten years ago, college student Quincy Carpenter went on vacation with five friends and came back alone. Oh, God, she lost them all? All of them. Oh, she just... They should have been holding hands. They need to find my friends app. Yeah. The only survivor of a horror movie-scale massacre. That was Quincy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In an instant... She became a member of a club no one wants to belong to, a group of similar survivors known in the press as the Final Girls. I don't know. I mean, it does sound like a cool title. It totally is a good title, but... I mean, it takes a lot to get there. Yeah. But like... Yeah. I don't know. I low-key like it. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about (laughs) that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Lisa, who lost nine sorority sisters to a college dropout's knife. Sam, who went up against the sack man... Oh, dang. I just imagine he plays hacky sack in like a college village. I imagine man, man genitalia. Uh, uh. He's just teabagging people. <laughs> anyway, she went up against sack man during her shift at the night light inn. And now Quincy, who ran bleeding through the woods to escape Pine Cottage and the man she refers to only as him. I've been there, Quincy. I ran through the, through the woods bleeding one time. <laughs> wasn't a good experience. <laughs> was it when you became a woman? It was. <laughs> uh, True story. <laughs> the three girls are all attempting to put their nightmares behind them. And with that, one another. Mm, mm. Savage. Despite the media's attempts, they never meet. Now, Quincy is doing well. Maybe even great, thanks to her Xanax prescription. <laughs> Commercial for Xanax. I just needed you to put like a thumbs up and be like, Xanax prescription. <laughs> Only at Safeway Pharmacy. Here's everything. <laughs> she has a caring almost fiance, Jeff, a popular baking blog, a beautiful apartment, and a therapeutic presence in Coop, the police officer who saved her life all those years ago. Her memory won't even allow her to recall the events of that night. The past is in the past. Dang, Quincy. That is... Until Lisa, the first final girl, is found dead in her bathtub, wrists slit, and Sam, the second, appears on Quincy's doorstep, blowing, literally and figuratively, uh, through Quincy's life like a whirlwind. 
Sam seems intent on making Quincy relive the past with increasingly dire consequences, all of which make Quincy question why Sam is really seeking her out. And when new details about Lisa's death come to light, Quincy's life becomes a race against time as she tries to unravel Sam's truths from her lies. Ooh. Mm. Evade the police and hungry reporters. Ooh. And, most crucially, remember what happened at Pine Cottage. Ooh. Mm. Before what was started 10 years ago is finished. Dang. What does that mean? Ooh. That was a long-ass summary. It was. It was. So what did you think about our two narrators? Because there were two. Oddly, I did not know there were two narrators. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I pointed that out. After 30 chapters, I was like, you know what? Let me look at the cover of the book. (laughs) (laughs) And when I looked at my Audible app, it said Aaron Bennett and Hillary Huber. I was like, who is Hillary Huber? (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was only listening to Aaron. With a tinier, deeper voice every now and then. Yes. And I really honestly thought the present was lighter tone. And then the past was, let's tell you the secret, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, Hillary definitely had a deeper voice than Aaron. Because we think we're not entirely positive which one was reading which part. Because Mm -hmm. they have such similar voices. It was really difficult to tell them apart. It was. And... I just thought it was honestly one narrator. And with this book, why would there be two narrators? I guess because in the past, the past is something that Quincy refuses to acknowledge and Mm -hmm. remember. So it's a little bit darker. So that's why I think Hillary was the deeper voice, the the past Quincy, Mm -hmm. third person, because the past is also in third person. And then the present is in first person. Mm-hmm. So I think they tried to give kind of a darker feel to the third person point of view in the past because that's a that's a part of Quincy that's dead. She doesn't mm-hmm. have that voice anymore. So yeah, I didn't really hear the difference until later on. I just thought it was the same narrator kind of with different tones in her voice because it threw me for a loop having that darker tone for Hillary. Yeah. I thought that was just trying to throw us off as a listener saying there was something deeper that you don't know about Quincy. Right. And so I was just like blown away when I looked at the cover and I said, oh my God, there's two narrators. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, why are there two narrators? But that makes sense. I was curious how the book was going to be laid out when I first heard that there was going to be two narrators because I thought it was going to be one voice is Sam, one voice is Quincy. Mm -hmm. But then it turned out to be like something completely, totally different which I feel was the theme of this book, was stuff was happening that I did not see coming. No. At all. The stroll in the park? Didn't see that coming. Didn't see that coming. Bacon? Didn't see that coming. Didn't see that coming, but wanted (laughs) cookies real bad. Wanted real bad cookies. The thing with Sam? Didn't see that coming. Oh my gosh. The thing with the cops? Didn't see that coming. The thing with the mental hospital? Didn't see that coming. I was just, I was blown away. Riley Sager. this This book should be called Didn't See That Coming. Didn't See That Coming. Knife to the eye. Yep. Man. So let's go through the other aspects of the narration. Yes. What did you think about the overall performances of each performer? I thought they were really strong. I thought they each gave something to their parts that was equally powerful and really well done. It was kind of amazing to see these two parallel stories being told that were about the same person, but from different time periods. Mm -hmm. 
And so it was really, really cool to hear that and see that, but then also have two different people giving life to Quincy Mm -hmm. and then also giving life to like everybody else that was in Quincy's life. Yeah. In the past and the present. Mm -hmm. It was neat. I think the performers did great. Their voices were just throughout the whole entire thing. They flowed nicely together. The ability to go from one character to the next, because there were so many characters. Mm -hmm. Yes, neither narrators had voice, like specific voices for each character. I mean, there was just like slight differences between male and female and also sometimes between females, Sam and yeah. and Quincy, they had a different kind of way of speaking, but it wasn't dramatic. It wasn't super different from each other, Yeah, which I liked. I think that if it was too dramatic, it would have thrown the story off. It would have made it cheesy and slightly campy. Yeah. And it just felt dark. Yeah. Like I was expecting kind of Friday the 13th level horror Mm -hmm. from this and i'm glad that it wasn't that because like you said friday the 13th is kind of campy a little bit like it's just teenagers going to a camp it's like literally campy Mm -hmm. and i like the fact that it's psychological too because that's what i think where the narrators are coming from is we're gonna mess with your mind yeah and we're not going to give you this camp. We're not going to give you this over-dramatization. We're not going to give you cheesy characters that just kind of fit into these like general molds like usual campy mm-hmm. horror yeah. books do. And I'm not going to lie, after listening to this, I thought Aaron Bennett had a Xanax problem. Uh, right? Well, I was like, um, Aaron, the hotline number is... Yes. One, two, three, four, five. See a psychiatrist girl because you overdose in. Yeah. Because she was feeling that character. She was in the moment. She was in her head saying like, how would this addictive personality sound like? How would this tortured soul who's yearning for just any slight happiness sound like? Yeah, she's chasing happiness. And also... Chasing her pills with grape juice, no. which I really wanted some grape, grape juice. Soda. Grape, grape soda. soda, grape soda. Oh, I want grape soda. I wanted some grape soda this whole entire book. You know, to the point of Eddie actually brought me home a can of grape soda. Really? One Tuesday, I was like, Aww. Eddie, bring me home some grape soda. I felt like a pregnant woman. Sweet man, sweet man. And he was like, I brought you a can of grape soda. I said, just a can. I wanted a, a gallon <laughs> of grape soda. But thank God I didn't want Xanax. That's true. I mean. That's true. You know. There's a positive spin to everything in life. Yeah. Positive spins Mm -hmm. get you through. Yes. Quincy should have learned that. Along with Xanax. So let's talk about the pacing of the book. I thought it was really well paced out. Mm -hmm. I liked how we got a taste of Quincy in her normal life Mm -hmm. doing the baking thing. And then it was kind of interrupted. Her happiness was interrupted. By this blast from the past, Sam, mm-hmm. that she never met. I mean, it took me a while to figure out that they had never met. Even oh, though yeah. it was established a few different times throughout the book. Yes. I just could not believe that these women who over a 10-year span from when the third one came in mm-hmm. never saw each other. But except the, in pictures. One question that I had throughout the entire audiobook was, this is a club. How is this a club of final know. women or fi- final girls? I mean, Final. What do, they, what do they do in this club? Yeah, what do, do they, they do? Friendship bracelets. And then I'm like, do they even want to be in this club? Like the summary no. said, no one wants to be in this club. Why are you expecting these three women to get together and be like, we ch- we did the same thing. We've been through that. Because journalists, that's and, what journalists think and, and that's what reporters mm-hmm. think. I mean, they made up the final girl's title. Yeah. Like that was them. That was their disgusting humor 
mm-hmm. that was like, oh, you know what? All these women just lost their friends and also were around an innocent group of people yeah. when they were murdered and, and then they almost died yeah. and then they had to murder somebody. And then they're all traumatized. They're Let's all get them together. Let's play Duck Duck Goose and have a party. Yeah. I mean, the most traumatized one, I think, in my mind would have been Sam. Because she had run around with a man named Sackman. 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 <laughs> Come on. Come on, Sackman. I mean, his ass was in a sack. I mean, did he, I can't remember if he had a sack over his head. Did he have a sack he did. over his head? Oh, my God. He had, terrifying. A, he had a sack over his head. And Sam described or described it as. No. Oh. And Sam described it as slits in the... Oh, my God, that's right. Yes. Oh, yeah, and the nose. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So he could breathe. That's right. I, You know, I blocked it out mm-hmm. because past Brittany didn't want to remember that. Hey, so... you're a final girl. I'm a final... No, I'm Wait. not. No, 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 I don't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just kind of blocked it out because that picture in my head, I listened to this at the gym. Oh, my goodness. Um, when the gym's empty. Yes, you go like really late at night. Yeah, and so I kind of blocked that Sackman fiasco mm-hmm. from my head because it was terrifying. Yeah. Meanwhile, when I got to the part of the Sackman, we were driving to the pumpkin patch that we visited oh last weekend. Oh, my God. Girl. Girl. I, oh, no. Girl. Uh-uh. Girl. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> but we were driving to the pumpkin patch, and Eddie was in the passenger seat, and he was like, what are you listening to? Are you listening to one of your after darks? I said, Eddie. Eddie, we the only thing we do here is not after dark. Exactly. Just because it has Sackman doesn't mean it's, we're talking about balls. I, exactly. But I yeah. mean, the cover of the book isn't a naked man. Yeah. My Sackman visual was ruined. I know, right? Thank you, Eddie. <laughs> but yeah, so. A fan favorite here. Fan favorite. Ugh. The fact that these women were made to be a part of something bigger than them. That was just sick. Yeah. And they couldn't escape it. So I understand why Quincy wanted to get away from it and wanted to block it out. Mm-hmm. And she had some serious PTSD with yeah. it all. I mean, the reason why they never got to meet is because Quincy had a breakdown right before. I can understand it. Right before Oprah. Right before Oprah. Which, girl, you couldn't have a breakdown on Oprah. Yes. Oprah would have loved those ratings. You would have got so many cars and so many TVs yes. and so many monies oh. if you would have broke down right in front of Oprah. Yes. She would have been like, girl, take my life. Yes. Everybody gets a part of my life. She That was a poor decision. It was. Speaking of poor decisions, Quincy makes a lot of poor decisions. Let oh me tell you. Oh, my God. Let me tell Quincy. you. Quincy is so... So peer pressure. See, I love I loved Quincy in the beginning of the book. Yes. And I felt really sad for her when we're going in the past. And then I felt I even felt bad for her when there was that little five finger discount thing that she was going through. But five finger discount? What are you talking about? Snatching things up. Oh, because she had clap out. Yeah, she had clap out. But towards the end, I feel like her decisions were so stupid. Mm-hmm. And she was a moron. Like, if you don't want someone in your, in your house, what you going to do? What is the first thing you're going to do if you don't want someone in your house? Call Ghostbusters. Call Ghostbusters. Right. Obviously. <laughs> Duh. But no, I would be kicking them out. Yeah. I would be calling somebody if I didn't have the strength to kick them out myself. Yes. I would be like, I don't want this person here. Yes. Like, get Jeff. You're almost fiance. You're almost fiance, who I had a crush on Jeff. Uh, I didn't really like Jeff. See, I like Jeff because oh. every time she like made love to him, there was always ripping and 
And but she was always doing the ripping. That's because she, he's evil. Well, no. While she was doing him, she was like, pull my hair, choke me a little bit. And he was like, do you like this? Is this what you like? And she was I like, know. she was like, I'm so tired of you asking me what I want. Tell me what I want, Jeff. His career was just, I don't agree with his career. An attorney? A public defender. A public defender. Why you don't agree with public defenders? Because he would defend the person that went after Quincy. True. Like they even brought that up in the book with, with Sam bringing it up saying, so if the man that hurt Quincy had ended up surviving, mm-hmm. would you defend him? And he's like, um, yeah, I, I would have to give him a, a fair shot, mm-hmm. even though he knows that he killed all of Quincy's mm-hmm. friends. True. That was the problem. He was a big time, like, bad guy defender. It wasn't just yeah. a person in need because mm-hmm. they're wrongfully accused. It was somebody who killed people mm-hmm. getting defense. That's true. Believe me, I'm not, don't get it twisted. I did not like him. But in our constitution of our lovely America. I don't care. Stop right there. It's, it Stop says right there. give a fair trial. Stop right there. <laughs> Stop right there. They can give fair trials, but when a person murders their child or they murder somebody else or they hurt somebody else or they hurt an animal, mm-hmm. they get a fair trial, but they don't deserve somebody like Jeff. Yes. Defending them mm-hmm. like that. Well, that I'm pretty sure it has to be a hard job to be a public defender. 100%, but Jeff was acting like it was a walk in the freaking park. That's true. That's true. He was like, I'm just going to, yep, I'm just going to defend all these people. Well, because he was putting all his energy in defending people instead of messing with his wife in bed. Messing with his almost fiance. Instead almost of fiance. proposing. Instead of proposing. Commitment, Jeff. Commitment. Commitment, Jeff. Commitment issue, Jeff. You can have Jeff. Yeah, I mean. It was just, he was just, something about him was hot. And at the end, I, you know, not going to tell you what happens, but it was a, I think it was a pretty fair ending. Yes, I think so. It was a realistic ending. A realistic. And I think that's why I loved yeah. it. Because I was mad about it, but then I was ha- happy about it. I was about to say had about it because I was going to say sad. <laughs> but I was a whole bunch of feelings about it. Yes. And that's one of the things that I really liked about the book's content as well is that it didn't sugarcoat anything. I mean, these were... Real issues that people go through, the PTSD, the kleptomaniac, it was the addiction, the the addiction to Xanax and everything. I mean, it was like very, very true. Mm -hmm. And they didn't try to make it seem super fantastical. I mean, Riley did a really great job Mm -hmm. making it real life, real world. This is what happens. Yes. And when you do something bad, this is how you answer for it. Mm Mm-hmm. So did you get an overall picture of the book through Riley's writing? Yes. I mean, we spent a lot of time in Pine Cottage and in Quincy's apartment, mm-hmm. I felt. I felt like I had a pretty good layout of both the oh, cottage yeah. and the apartment mm-hmm. and also the surrounding woods to the cottage. Yeah. I would have liked to hear more of the sorority house. Yes. So that's the thing is that I really liked Lisa's story a mm-hmm. lot. I thought mm-hmm. it was interesting. I think... I feel like we focused in on Quincy. We were brought into Quincy's life in in this moment in the book. Maybe hers was like the real life horror movie. Like the scene was the horror movie. The setup was Mm -hmm. the horror movie. Mm -hmm. They had, they invited this guy in as a stranger for whatever reason. And it was just a bunch of teenagers of mixed genders having at it. Hormones flying. Mm -hmm. It's like they dressing up in the best prom suits or whatever. I agree. And I wish I would have known a little bit more about Sackman. Yeah. And the sorority. And I also feel like uh, Quincy was such an easy target. Yes. She was so gullible. Lisa 
was smart. Sam, when was, was resourceful, she was resourceful. Further in the book, you also learn that Sam protected herself in ways that other the other two did not. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And I think Quincy was envious of Sam's ability to embrace being a survivor mm-hmm. in a way that Quincy never did. Yeah. Of course, we're not going to give you spoilers here. No. But- and I also think that Quincy's storyline was just so, it was more juvenile than the other yeah, two. It was so vanilla. Yeah. The whole massacre started because of a stupid reason. Yeah. Unlike Lisa's and Sam's. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I wanted a little bit more about Coop. Yeah. I think the whole book, I was just like, please, I want them to be together. Yeah. Yeah, my God. So obviously off the record, but like, I cannot believe that Coop, it just kind of came out of nowhere. I know. I was just going to say that. Like, it it really did. It came out of nowhere. Why? Why the fascination? Why did he want to do that? What was it? I... (laughs) Like they tried to they tried to explain it to us, but I felt like it came as a giant avalanche mm-hmm. on us. One thing I would have left in the book or even added to the book if I was Riley was the background of the killer. Yes. Like just some hints of it because we didn't even really know we just heard him as him. We heard a little like a little parts of the background, but that was when he was already an adult doing these behaviors and finding out who he is and trying to avoid it and going off to places to stop the behavior. But I really want to know more about childhood. I want to know about what it was like for that killer to be a child, like a child and and a teen, just more information about what made him snap. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like we got a little bit of that, but it wasn't enough. Yeah. Like I wanted to hear, I wanted to hear more of the psychiatric ward Mm -hmm. and all of the stuff that was happening in there and the connection with sam and all the other girls oh my goodness and sam she was just she was a mess wow Wow. she was one of those friends that you embarrassed about yeah you know what i'm saying oh yeah she was one of those friends like oh yeah (laughs) that's sam (laughs) every friday night she gets arrested Mm -hmm. that's just sam sam doing sam things exactly stealing wine bottles from the neighboring wedding yes then <laughs> <laughs> that is sam very much so that's a crazy bee mm-hmm. yes so yeah all of the characters had a good mesh because i mean we had we had coop we then we had sam then mm-hmm. we had quincy then we had him who was the killer the killer in quincy's story was it a him? I don't know. We don't know. I ain't gonna tell you. I mean, I definitely know that I I definitely did not enjoy Janelle. Janelle can go right off a cliff. Right off a cliff on somebody's man. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> or man part. We can, we can keep it give PG. I'll bleep it. Yes. She was so annoying. You knew somebody was liking somebody else, but you yeah, you're gonna sleep with them. No, that was her boyfriend. Yeah. It wasn't just like she liked this boy. That was her boyfriend. Quincy literally was about to get it in. Yes, she was. She was so close, but she stopped it because she wasn't prepared. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I don't think he had protection or something. No, yeah. And she was like, you ain't getting to me if you won't have a rubber. And I'm like, go ahead, Quincy. You protect those female parts, Quincy. That's why I liked her in the beginning because I was like, oh, she's smart. Yeah. She's smart. Yeah, but then like the last like hour or so, it was kind of like, Quincy... 
You're dumb. Smart. You are really, really dumb. You're really, really stupid. And it was like it ended up being Sam who was the smart one. Yeah, if you can say that. If you can try to say that, I mean, meh, meh. But yeah, overall, I really wanted to hear more of Lisa, Sam, and Quincy. I I wish that we would have gotten a little part of each of their stories a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. But I can understand why we were with Quincy. She yeah. was the final, final girl. So yes. I can understand mm-hmm. it. How about that ending, though? The ending. Oh, oh my God. Twist for days. I felt like I was on a roller coaster. I felt like I was on a pretzel, actually. Ooh. Mm-hmm. A big, twisted pretzel. Were you able to, like, eat some as you went? Hells yes. Okay, okay. Do you dip your pretzels in cheese or mustard? Both and ketchup. And ketchup? Pretzels on ketchup taste like shrimp. That doesn't seem like it'd be a thing. I'm telling you, try it. All right. Pretzel. I just said pretzel. <laughs> that could be a thing. Pretzels. Oh my god. That pretzels. could be pretzels with like ketchup, salt, or whatever. Ooh. On it. Like- yes. And then the mascot on the little container or, or ribbon or bag can be a shrimp. Dancing shrimp. Yeah. Everyone would be so confused. Yes. Oh. Oh, that'd be great. They would sell it at Chinese stores. They would, with along with shrimp chips. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. But anyway, try it. Pretzels okay. and ketchup. All right, I will. But I do like me some pretzel, pretzels and mustard and pretzels and cheese. And it's the perfect description for what it feels like to be all discombobulated yeah. with Final Girls, mm-hmm. this book. The ending was just so amazing. And mm-hmm. Riley Sager really has a way with words. She does. Mm. I, I want to read more. Yes. And I, I want to figure out what her pseudonym is. Tell me more about the pseudonym. Yes, please, Riley. I want to know what your other books are. I mean, we probably just Google it. You probably Google it. We can find you. Yeah. We can stalk you. We're talking about stalking the writer of a, of a stalking book. <laughs> Ironic. Anyway, <laughs> did you think that the 12 hours was too long or too short or just right? I honestly, should I answer this honestly? I mean, we are an honest book reviewer. Oh, yeah, you're right. So you're right. I think it was a little bit too long. Okay. Because... I love the baking scenes. I love the scenes where Sam and Quincy are getting to know each other. But that could have been kind of rushed through a little bit faster than it was. Yeah. There was times where I was listening to this and I was like, oh, my God, I get it. You guys are friends now. You're close. Bonded for life. We get it. And guys are like on the path to being BFF, sending Christmas gifts. Exactly. And And I'm not saying I was bored throughout the book. I was really enjoying the beginning parts as well. But for me, it started picking up when Quincy went on the trip with Jeff. Oh, yeah. Right Ooh. after that, I was done. I was like, all right, you got me. You got me good. I'm not getting off this couch, yeah. getting off this phone until I finished this book. Yeah. And that was like three hours left or something. Yeah. Like that. I was like, there's so much storyline and there it's going to be fast paced from here on out, which Ooh. is amazing. I don't know any other thriller right now. That I can think of that had honestly a good four hours, three to four hours of this nonstop action and suspense. Yeah. And no breaking for talking, nothing. It was just straight through. There was something for everything. Every facet of the book, there was something to fill in. It was just really mesmerizing because every hour I was like, all right, it's going to end. We are, I know the killer now. Yeah. This is, this is where it's going to happen. This is where the real, the reveal is going to be. Yep. Doesn't happen until the last 10 minutes of the book. Yeah. Oh, oh it was great. So good. Man. 
another part that for me could have been cut short just to make the book shorter was the police back and forth discussions between Sam and Quincy and the, and the detective oh, after yeah. the homeless man incident. Mm-hmm. That could have been rushed through a little bit too. Yeah, I, I could see that. I thought the the cop scenes that could have been shortened a little bit were the ones after Quincy was taken in from Pine Cottage and they were questioning her and like not believing her memory loss. Yeah. I totally understand why we needed some of that story mm-hmm. of just them not believing her and her explaining like, I don't have any memories. I don't know what to tell you. And then them doubting her. But I feel like we went back to them a few different times because mm-hmm. there was at least three times that the one cop, Cole, seemed like a good guy. Mm-hmm. And then Fremont was the one that was kind of a douchebag. Yes, he was. But then there was another point where it, we mm-hmm. had a deeper look into them and it was like different. Yeah. And I feel like we could have kind of sliced out all those other times that Cole was mm-hmm. was nice and Fremont was the bad cop. And yeah. then just kind of had them be normal cops. Mm-hmm. And I think when in present time, when the female detective was kind of interviewing Quincy and Sam, I think that was there to mess with our minds about oh, who yeah. Sam was. Yeah. Sam was doing some shady stuff. Oh, my God. She was so shady. Mm. She was like an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> the shade, the shade, the shade of it all. So I just overall, I just loved this book. This is a perfect read to listen to this Halloween season. Oh, yeah. Which is why it was our Halloween book this year. Yes. So we're happy to give it to you guys a few days before Halloween. Because if you can listen to the 12 hours before Halloween, I mean, you might choose to be Quincy or Sam for Halloween. Exactly. Oh, that'd be good costumes. They'd be kind of like basic, but. We can be the sack man. We can be the sack man for Halloween. We can be the three killers. The three killers. Sack man. Just holding knives. Oh my gosh. That would be a real good mm-hmm. Halloween costume. Yeah. I really want a movie for this book. Oh, hands down. I know that there's a movie called The Final Girls, which is mm. kind of a dark comedy. Um, Really good movie. Totally really? recommend it. Yeah. I know there's one of that, so it might not mesh too well, but... Mm-hmm. I think that this needs to be a movie because yeah. I think that the twist was really great. I think that the suspicion of all the characters was there. The stories of the other girls could really be explained in a movie yes. really, really well. A miniseries? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Lifetime movie. Lifetime. So just don't do what you do to young adult books. Yes. Ugh. Oh, gag. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is a perfect read for Halloween. Please get it. We would, out of five stars, I'd give it five. Yeah, I'd give it a perfect seven. Out of five. Oh, that's a a good one. Yeah. Hmm. So what are you being for Halloween this year? Well, since we're traveling to Salem. Oh, we are. We are traveling to Salem. We're actually in Salem right now as you guys are listening to this. Yes, we are. We just arrived. (laughs) How fun. How fun. So uh, since we're in Salem together for Halloween, I mean, we got those Winifred and Sarah and Mary Mary shirts. (laughs) And don't forget Danny and little Zachary Binks. Zachary Binks. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are going to be like shirts. We're going to be low-key Sanderson sisters. Low-key Sanderson sisters because we traveling. Yeah, and we also have the virgin with us, Sean, who lit the black flame candle. <laughs> That's the best shirt. We will, really take, we will take a picture. So many pictures. And so we'll post it on our Facebook and Twitter so you guys can see what we look like for Halloween. Mm-hmm. 
and let us know your plans for what you're going to be doing for Halloween. Yeah. And if you are dressing up as a literary character at Audio Shelf. Please. We want to see who you be. Who you be. But anyway, let's get back to Final Girls because we have the, the big question to ask. Would you shelf this or would you shelve this? A hundred percent. I'm going to shelf it. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to shelf it as well. Yeah. Shocking. If someone comes up to me and says, I don't want to shelf this book, I will murder the, the shelf. The sh- we'll knock your shelf down. We'll knock your shelf down. We'll murder I all your shelves because yes. you don't matter. I'm not going to murder you. No. I'm going to murder your shelf. You're crazy for thinking that he would murder you. Because your shelf is stupid. Your shelf is shelfy. Mm. Shellfish. I was going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Linked up. So we hope everyone has a great Halloween this week. Please check back with us next week on Audio Shelf. Yes. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Audio Shelf Me and like us on Facebook at Audio Shelf. And don't forget to subscribe to us on Google Play Music, iTunes Podcasts, and Stitcher. And if you want the chance to win free audiobooks, Please continue win. following us. Yes, win. Win. We're going to give away audiobooks. We're going to give away audiobooks. We're doing giveaways now. Oh, that's so true. So please make sure you follow us on those designated social medias that Brittany just pointed out. Yes. But if you don't want to win and wait around for, to win one, you can go on our website and click on the Audible affiliate link to download a 30-day free trial from Audible and you get two free audiobooks for free free you don't even have to win anything exactly they're just yours but it's more fun to win it's definitely more fun to win so until next time let's slice the competition and kill some that's subtle (laughs) bye Bye. creepy This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. It went max out with that scream. <laughs> that was the best. Oh my god. And the publisher is not what I have <laughs> down because I apparently am an idiot. The pro- which increasingly d- dire. But you got through it with only yes. a few. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Quincy and her friend arrived at the cottage mm. uh, doing doing something. Yeah, right off a quit cliff. <laughs> so we help.